along with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Nightmare. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Countdown to Turkey Day show on <laughs> Ghost Chronicles. Halloween is dead and buried, and now it's my time of year, turkey time. So, I am Rod Kolick, your host, and with me is the blonde bombshell, Miss Ann Kerrigan. Wow, hello. No, Halloween's always just there, lurking in the background. No, I don't just think saying. so. Just saying. It's always it, there. It's dead and buried. Well, it's always there for me, so la-di-da. Goody-goody. La-di-da. And I had a great Halloween. Nobody so asked. I still have my Halloween tree up. Nobody asked. I don't care if okay. you asked or not. Nobody asked. So, whatever. I hope you all had a lovely Halloween. Nobody and asked. I'm still enjoying it, like me. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, moving right along. Uh, I don't know if you saw I posted on my page about the woman with the evil spirit. Did you see well, that? Nobody asked, so. Yeah. You know. I just did. Who wants did to see it? that? Who wants did, to see that? I didn't ask did, for that. I asked you if you posted, if you saw it. I didn't ask you if you Yeah, I saw it. Oh. I saw your bathroom humor. I saw it. It wasn't bathroom humor. Yes, it, it was, was. <laughs> quite slick. <laughs> one, 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 whatever. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> we should move on anyway. Yeah, move on. Dig yeah, your that's, hole. That's a good, Dig your hole. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, so I'm, I'm really excited. we got a great new event coming to Spirit Quest, which I will be revealing. I can't reveal it right now within Aww. the next week. No, no, it is so cool. I'm excited about this because I've always wanted to do it, and now we're going to do it. And this will be at the uh, Paranormal uh, Cabaret on Friday night. So there you go. Well, Anyways, we do have a guest today. Thank And she is a charming young lady who I've never met, but I'm sure she's charming and young compared to me. Everybody is. Anybody would be. And she is the uh, owner of the Grace. Is that Greystone? Yes. Yeah, Greystone Manor. And she is Heather um, Mattinson. Did I say that right? Heather, you there? Hello. Yep. I'm here. Hi, is Heather. that Gra- How are is you? that Greystone? Greystone, yep. G R A. It's a different spelling. It's Scottish. Oh, I was going to ask you G-R-A-E. where it came from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I love it because all you have to do is put a V in it, and then it's gravestone. Right. <laughs> love it. Just right. I love it. Right. So close. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And it's Madison. The last name. What is it? Yep. It's Madison. Oh, okay. I know you were asking what it was. Yeah. Uh, I yeah uh, yeah. I probably screwed it up. That's not. He screws up everybody's names, so don't feel slighted no big deal. at all. <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> yeah. He's lucky he can say his own name most days. So, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Anyways, 
Uh, this is a, a really cool she it's a for those who don't know we're talking about a uh, bed and breakfast as seen on the travel channel of course and it is it's lovely actually I love the sign I love everything about it oh and it's beautiful isn't it really cool yes and it is in where where was it in it's in uh, Gasport New York Gasport New York right it's Buffalo and Rochester. It's in western New York. Okay. North. It's near um, Lake Ontario. Oh, wow. oh it's between, okay. It's between like Buffalo and, um, or Niagara Falls and Rochester. Oh, so that's really great country up there. Great country. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's all so wine that, country up here. Lots of wineries. Yay! Yay for wine. Right. I saw that. <laughs> I saw that. Wine so yeah. the, if mm-hmm. anybody wants to, the link is on our, our Facebook, uh, Gross Chronicles Next Generation Facebook page, so... It, but I yes, I saw that right away that you're on the Niagara Wine Trail, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to have to visit. Clearly, <laughs> right. <laughs> I, yeah, I've actually been up that way and and did the wine thing and everything. And, mm. and yeah, it's a it's awesome country up there. I've been up there a few times actually, up to Fort Niagara and um, oh, yeah. Niagara Falls, of course. And uh, where, where did we go? We went to was it Syracuse? No, we went to Oneida. We Oneida. went to Oneida. Yeah, mm-hmm. we did a a B and B there. Is uh, it was uh, modeled after the Collinwood, the old vampire show. Uh, oh wow, really? Cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that was really More cool. Like dark shadows. Like dark shadows. Oh. Do you remember it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, well, they used to replay it, a repeat yeah. of it on Sci-Fi, I think, years ago. But mm-hmm. bottomless Collins, sure. Yes. Oh yeah. Yes, yes, great, great, great mm-hmm. thing. So anyways, uh, what, I guess, what possessed you to buy a haunted B&B? Well, we, um, my husband and I bought the house in uh, November of 2017. We we weren't, um, we were just looking for a Victorian. We wanted something older. I just like the style, older style homes. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, we had been living in the suburbs of Buffalo, and he's from the country originally, so he wanted to buy something that was out of ways with the land around it. So we just started looking out into this area, which is probably about 45 minutes from the city of Buffalo, about 40, 45 minutes. So we're out of ways, you know, we're in the mm-hmm. country. But so we weren't looking. We started looking, but everything we were seeing, we just didn't really like very much. And then about six months later, this house, this listing for this house kept popping up on my phone, even though I... Stop, we stopped looking. We decided to look like a year later. We're like, well, we'll just wait a while. We don't have to look right now. We're going to wait till the next um, season, you know, mm-hmm. save up more money, get a different house. And um, so I canceled, like I had Zillow, and I had a couple of different search engines on, and, you know, a link to Victorians. But I had everything shut off because after I stopped looking, like I didn't want to get the alerts anymore. But then about mm-hmm. six months after we shut all that off, this house kept coming up on my phone. <laughs> and I ignored it at first, and I'm like, okay, I'm not, you know, <laughs> I blocked it. <laughs> I don't know why it kept coming up. And um, so then, after it came up like three times, I called my friend, a friend of the family who's a real estate agent, and said, hey, can we look at this house? Um, it keeps coming up. It it didn't really look like much in the pictures, you know. It sort of looked like plain, and you could tell it was empty, abandoned, you know. Mm. And um, then she goes, oh, you know what? I found a couple other ones that are something, you know, sort of what you're looking for. So let's go look at all three of them in the same day. So we're like, okay. So we came and looked at this one first. 
And uh, we walked in, and um, we literally walked in the house. I walked in. I walked into the main part of the house, the main parlor, and into the front room. It was like the one of the front parlors. Real sunny room. And I thought that would be perfect for my office because I do readings. I'm a psychic medium, and I do Reiki healing. I'm a Reiki master, but I, I'm an author. So I was writing, you know, books on different spirituality and things like that. Mm-hmm. And um, so anyway, walked in the house, and she said, oh, I just got a text from the listing agent, and she says, sold. Someone put a bid on it already. Oh. And so we just said, well, you know, let's not bother looking at this. We have two more to look at. And um, we said, you know, we just looked and said, well, it's beautiful, but if it's already sold, let's just go. So we left, looked at the other two houses, and um, didn't like either of those. Both had big issues that we just didn't want to deal with, you know, mm-hmm. like water in the basement and all sorts of messy stuff. But this house was strangely preserved. It just looked like it was no one had ever been in here. It was very, very strange. Mm-hmm. So um, on the way home, my husband just decided. He said, you know, maybe they bid low. So let's put a higher bid in and see if they accept it. So we did, and they did. They accepted our offer. We didn't expect that. We were not oh. even ready to buy a house. So we told, uh, called up my friend and said, hey, can we go back through the house again? Because... You know, they accepted our offer. We never, I never went downstairs. I didn't go upstairs either. I only walked into the main floor, like the kitchen. Wow. Mm-hmm. You know, so you know how you normally look at a house. You look in all the closets and you check the faucets and everything. And um, right. I, I didn't do any of that. So I didn't get a feel <laughs> for the place. Like as a psychic, the first thing I do is, you know, you get a vibe when you walk in. And this house I didn't get a chance to. I walked in walked right back out. So <laughs> she goes, no, you can't go through it because you're under contract and they won't let you go through it. Because the bank oh. owned it. It was a foreclosure. And we were like, what do you, what do you mean? You know? Oh. <laughs> we are like, what are you talking about? She's like, no, you're not allowed to go back through it. So we were like, okay. So we we snuck back over here. Because we were buying <laughs> it. And we were trying to peek in the windows, right? We're trying to see. What, and you should have seen the maps that my husband and I drew. Because he drew a floor plan. And I was like, no, it looks like this. And I'm like, no, I think it had two rooms over here. Like, the, the floor plan is totally different. We, we had no idea what it looked like in here. <laughs> but he had at least gone downstairs. So he knew what the basement looked like. So we're trying to look in the windows, try to see what it looks like. We can't really get a, you know, tell. And um, But that's the day we found out something was up because we had some strange things happen that day. He he had his daughter. His, he has an older uh, daughter and uh, his granddaughter. They were here. And um, when he was looking in the back windows of the house, he thought that his daughter was standing next to him because he was talking to her. He could see his feet. He saw, like, women's legs and feet to the right of him, but he's had his hands up next to his face, like, cupped to the window so he could look in the back mm-hmm. window of the, of the back porch there. And um, he put his hands down, and there's nobody there. And he calls me. He goes, hey, you know, where's her, his, his daughter Karen? And where's Karen? And I said, hey, was she just over here? I was just talking to her. I said, no, she's been on the front lawn. She hasn't been back here at all. They've been sitting up there the whole time. So he's mm-hmm. like, whoa, he's like that. He's going, I think there's something going on here. And he's a skeptic. He doesn't believe in any of this stuff. <laughs> like, he's just not... <laughs> You know? Yes. And um, it My husband's a lot like that, too. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm sort of getting, like, a weird feeling anyway, what I'm picking up here, but I wasn't inside the house yet, and I think they're trying not to spook me right away. So then um, came back home. He started going through the photos he had taken that day, and uh, that's when he said, he's like, wow, there's something, I think, in one of the windows. It looks like the curtains are pulled back, and there's, like, a lady's face, like, watching... <laughs> His daughter, granddaughter, you take taking pictures of her. She was they were sitting like on the carriage step in the front porch there, and you can see like it looks like a woman like looking out the windows. And this house is completely empty, not one stick of furniture, not anything in here, nothing. 
So we're like, okay, that's weird. And I'm trying to ignore it because I'm like, even though I do what I do and, you know, I, I'm part of a paranormal team, so I help out. I'm like a psychic for a group, you know. So mm-hmm. even though I go to these places, I don't want to live in one, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> so when we finally moved in, it was just bizarre. You know, the minute I walked in, the feeling of being watched and it was absolutely crazy. I It was so oppressive. And we would have friends over and they would be like, Something sitting next to me. I felt the couch move sit down, move down, like something sitting next to me. And oh. I had asked them to please step back and do not do that to people. Like try not to creep on people too much. And I, I thanked the people in the house, the, the spirits. I said, you know, thanks for letting us live here. We really appreciate it. You know, and um, just to try and have them back off. And then my guide, I'm clear audience, so I hear spirits. You know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. there's two that step forward right away when as soon as I moved into here. There's an older woman who like. It's still a Victorian. I think she's from the original family. And she was telling me, well, we've got people out before they come into the house. And she says they go into their brains and they sort of see what they're all about, why they're here. And because <laughs> people have had amnesia leaving here, they mess with their memories. Oh, my they God. They can't think straight. They they feel like they're drunk when they leave here. You know, have people Oh, you should asleep. go there, Aunt. That's perfect. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's been just crazy, like, people's responses to things. So, like, it's. So anyway, so we bought the house, and we decided to turn it into a and b um, You know, after we'd been here a little while, we started clearing it out, and just we realized the way the house was set up with it has, like, a servant side of the house, so there's, like, a door upstairs that closes off, and then you have the main part of the house. So it's really pretty set up so that you can definitely um, enter in through the one side of the house and not really interfere with the people on the other side. So it's nice. So for the b and b people have, cool. like, the one whole side of the house themselves. Very Which is nice. good because they can stay in that part of the house. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, weird stuff over the there. place just looks beautiful, and uh, so when <laughs> when did you like kind of define? I I noticed so I was looking at the rooms, which uh-huh. which um, you have three three guest rooms. There's three main yeah. There's three main B and B rooms, and then there's the children's room. There's the kids' room, oh, which okay. um, you can, you know, we, we allow overnight paranormal investigations, so a lot of times there'll be groups, even though you're not technically sleeping, you know what I mean, because usually paranormal paranormal groups want to stay up all night long, but we do right. offer that room, too, so if you want extra people to stay in a room, you can sleep in there, too. So there's so, three main B&B rooms, though. Okay. So each one kind of has its own respective spirit? Right. Yeah. After we moved in, we, it very strange. We just started having, um, a lot of people come to the house, um, just started contacting people. We weren't reaching out. People were reaching out to us, you know, once we, once we started, um, talking to different groups and people were coming through as a psychic, I was having people come in just to see what they would pick up. I, at first I just wanted my friends who were psychics and things like that. And then I have friends who run paranormal groups. I, I didn't tell them anything. I said, just come over, tell me what you feel, what rooms are you drawn to, what do you think you're picking up in here, and just like clockwork, every single one went to the same spot, same areas. Oh, there's a man in this room, We, you know, there's a child spirit in this, and, you know, they're just sort of explaining different areas. And I'm like, that is absolutely insane, because, you know what I mean, I know what I had. You know, I had written notes and things that I'm picking up, and yeah, they're pretty much saying the same thing, and then about four months later, um, I ended up having um, 
a group of women wanted to have a psychic party here. So there are about a dozen women here. And um, after it, the one girl who's younger, she said, wow, you know, I, I grew up in this house with um, the the kids here. They're like my best friends, the one daughter, and I used to spend a lot of time here. And she's like, we had all sorts of stuff happen when we would sleep over here. She's like, what? yeah, there's all sorts of, uh, sorts of activity. Um, they used to hear things, hear their names being called, all sorts of stuff when they stay here. And um, I said, and I, yeah, I'm going to go, oh my God, really? Go? Do, are you in contact with the people who used to own the house, the people right before us? Because um, I would love to talk to them. I want to compare notes, basically. I want to see what they experienced here. I want to see if it was the same stuff or is it just mm-hmm. us? Like, what's going on? And um, so sure enough, the next day, she gave the, the former owner all our information. She called me. And, uh, yeah, it was a really funny conversation, but she pretty much validated <laughs> Uh, everything we had been experiencing, same sorts of stuff, you know, everything from just bells ringing in the walls. We can't find out where they're coming from. They sound huh. like servants' bells, like clink, uh, tinkling bells, like almost mm-hmm. like a time, oh, yeah. but then they were rum runners. So we were told that oh. we know that the family were rum runners um, and the brother-in-law was too, so we think that they may have had it somehow set up so you'd ring bells when the, you know, authorities would arrive or whatever and part of the Underground Railroad too, so there's like a lot of weird stuff, but all sorts of stuff. That, was, that, that reminds me of the uh, the haunted Victoria in the garden in Massachusetts. They they used to have a telephone ring, an old-fashioned ringing telephone that there was none in the house, but they mm. would hear it distinctly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, cool stuff. Yeah, very, very strange. Almost like residual stuff, you know, certain things, but these guys mm-hmm. definitely seem to be pretty interactive, and as far as the rooms have an individual spirit, we, we, I mean, I know uh, if you go online, the pictures of the, what we call the green room, it's got a big bay window. Mm-hmm. That room, mm-hmm. we were going to use it as a master bedroom. It's sort of like the biggest one. It's a really pretty room. But Beautiful. we started moving our stuff in there because we were, we were um, fixing the back, back part of the house for, for us to live in while that was the B&B side. So we decided to stay in the gold room just because we felt so uncomfortable in the green room. You just felt mm-hmm. creeped out. It just felt really, really? icy cold, even in summer. It just felt like it felt like there was like someone standing in there, like a very strong male presence. And I'm like, I can't sleep in this room. There's just no way it feels oh. like you're being watched. Um, <laughs> so my husband, we, we, we took the gold room, which seems a little calmer, but then we would hear the closet door open by itself at night. I mean, I have cats, so I'm like, Oh, it's the cats. And I'd reach down there all sleeping on the bed. And I'm like, Oh, great. <laughs> so it's not them. Um, but we would hear stuff in there talking and, you know, smell perfume in there. And then, Come to find out, uh, the previous owners, they had six kids, three kids mm-hmm. before they moved into the house and three more. But all of her kids, um, and they did her, the, the previous owner was also psychic. She was sensitive as well. And she said the same thing. She was like, we tried to use the gold room as our main bedroom, but she said I was getting scratched and pushed in that room, all sorts of stuff. So they ended up using the gold room. And then all of her kids took turns trying to use it as, as their room. Mm-hmm. And every one of them was like, the man in there keeps waking me up at night. He oh. me out of his room. Like they're all like little, you know. <laughs> they're telling me. Oh. They all kept trying to take turns because it was such a big room. And uh, uh-huh. she said she ended up using it just for storage. They just had boxes in there because no one could sleep in there. Is that so oh, crazy? Wow. So she pretty much was validated. And she's like, well, at least they're not up to any new tricks. You know, they do the same, same stuff. We, we heard this weird explosion. It sounded like the furnace blew up in the basement. Like the whole house shook. It was like a boom, you know. This was like the first 
day we were in here. We're like, oh, my God, what's going on? Did, you know, because the house sat empty for five years. Mm-hmm. So we're like, wow, did, did something blow up because it's been sitting so long? So we're afraid. We went down the basement. We're looking. Nothing. Nothing's out of place. Nothing. You know, and then when I called the so previous pre- owners, she, she goes, hey, have you heard the explosions yet? And we're like, yeah, <laughs> we have. <laughs> yes, we have. She's like, yeah, we could never figure it out. She's like, I have heating guys in there. It's not rattling pipes. It's nothing like that. It's like, how oh, boom, like the pictures rattle on the walls and stuff. We don't know what it is. No clue. Huh? Um, but just weird stuff, weird, weird things. She, you know, but it, but each room definitely has its own energy. We come to find out uh, working with four different historians about different people who lived here. Um, I have a bunch of the wills of the original family, which is sort of funny just uh, just to have all that that information, you know. From, from the original mm-hmm. people, but knowing um, the second family, they lived in the, it was a couple, and they lived in the gold room upstairs, and he, the husband died in 1960 of mesothelioma, because we mm-hmm. met that family also. The second family's people came in for a stance, and they oh, cool. stuff and brought pictures and everything of the people when they lived here. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, it was really, really neat to get a lot of, um, basically, Tying in the names that we're getting through EVPs and different paranormal groups and psychics would come in and say we're getting the names, you know, Frank, we're getting the names, blah, 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 they say all these names. And sure enough, they're like, oh, yeah, there was a Frank who lived here. And like, oh, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Mm-mm. So interesting. So it's been crazy. Yeah. yeah. Now, the, I the house... I wanted to ask you about uh, one of the strangest rooms, and and that's the basement. You have a strange decor in that basement, I've noticed. So why the decor that's down there? Um, I'm not sure what you're looking at. I know you said. I'm like looking the at the picture on the website of the basement. It shows. Uh, Looks like a mummy with a saxophone. It has a thing that says <laughs> castles on the I wall. It looked, it's cool. I love the basement. No. <laughs> When when we were living in uh, town Tonawanda, uh, like I said, we lived in the suburbs there. We used to do. I used to belong to a group that we did a lot of fundraising for the Food Bank of Western New York. So we used to do parades and things like that. And and every Halloween we would do a big, um, like a home hunt. You know, we would have like witches and Frankenstein and stuff. We would have like things set up and people would donate canned goods. So we had dummies. Mm-hmm. So we had like mummies and you could walk through it. You know how you like walk mm-hmm. through like somebody's yard. So we'd have, like, actors dressed up like scarecrows and stuff. And so we always did this, like, Halloween thing. And so I have a bunch of the props. But that's why that mummy's down there. He's He can't be – he has to be, like, in a sort of a dry spot. We put him in the basement. But um, <laughs> that's why we have a couple weird things down there. We, we're in the middle of renovating that basement, though. That's, we want to turn it into, like, a cool medieval bar. That's oh, cool. nice. Because this, the walls are cool, the big old – Medina sandstone walls, really, really yeah. cool. It looks like castle walls, but we wanted to make like all red velvet and put oh, couches in there, I'd put a bar, it. put like a pool table and TV and yeah. stuff like that down there. You know, make it like a, a usable area. Mm-hmm. I right love now it. It's, yeah, yeah, right now it's just sort of, we just have storage down there pretty much. Yeah. We, the you whole know, we house, I mean, you furnished this house. If you, if you look at the rooms, I mean, just uh, perfect perfectly decorated i love the uh you know the headboards on the beds you got a big four poster in the gold room and uh, it's gorgeous just gorgeous oh, thank you yeah. 
I love it. Yeah, yeah. We we what's what's even weirder, you know, we I had a lot of stuff. I mean, I so I collected antiques, but I was moving from a small Cape Cod house. You know, it wasn't very big, but I had mm-hmm. a lot of antiques. And then moving in here, people donate had donated a bunch of stuff to the house, which is funny. They're like, hey, we, we have this weird old chair. Do you want it? You <laughs> just bring stuff over to the house. So That's cool. A lot of stuff. And uh, of people hell yeah, bring house. it over. <laughs> oh, yeah. I laughed. My my one friend, um, a good friend of mine, he's, he used to do Broadway stage production 30 mm-hmm. years ago. And uh, he had a whole barn full of weird stage props. And when he found out we bought the house and everything, he goes, hey, I have a barn full of creepy old weird stage stuff. Do you want any of it? I'm like, yes. Yes. So I'm like, what do you have? So it's the the suit of armor is from him and the wheelchair is from him. We have an old 1800s wheelchair. Cool. Um, But it's funny because he's like, well, it's just sitting in storage and we're not using it. Do you guys want it? Um, Yeah, absolutely. But the wheelchair is cool because it, it actually is from the Jan Adams facility, which is an old tuberculosis hospital in insane asylum down in uh, Perrysburg, New York. So we do get weird breathing around that. If you do EVPs and sit on the chair, but it was used in Broadway for the musical Annie. So Danny oh, Warbuck cool. used that in Annie. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so it's got some weird stuff tied to it, but so, yeah, so we ended up with a lot of funny stuff, um, paintings yeah. and things people donated and just odd things. And, uh, just that's, yeah, that's, we always joke about it. It like came to the house, like the house. That's pretty stuff cool. Here. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, we do have to take a break right now. Uh, you've been All listening right. to Ghost Chronicles: Next Generation with Dan and Ron, right here on Tojanet and Pararex Radio. Uh, special guest tonight is uh, Heather Madison. 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 Anyways, Heather, where can people reach you if they if, if they want to get in touch with you? Yep, they can just reach us at our website is Um or they can call 716-481-6097. They can also reach us at our Gmail. They can email us. All the contact information is on our website, too. So it's okay, um, the, Greystone Manor yep, Gmail. Yep, there's the tunes. Today's show is brought to you by Circles of Wisdom 386, Merrimack Street in Methuen, Massachusetts, and the Gallant Messier Family Law Group on Poor High Street in North Andover, Mass. We'll be right back after the following messages. Do you have a paranormal event, book, or something else you want people to know about? then why not advertise it on Ghost Chronicles Radio? With over 150,000 downloads a month, get your message out to an audience that's interested in the subject. We have a plan at a cost that fits your needs. For more information, contact Ron Kolick at anyghostproject at comcast.net or call 978-455-6678. Hello, hello, can you hear me? My name is Harry Price. I am speaking to you via the meeting of the Ghost Box. Many of you will know I carried out the first live radio broadcast from Haunted House way back in 1936 for the BBC. Now, thanks to the wonders of modern technology, I am still able to keep abreast of 21st century ghost hunting by listening to Ghost Chronicles International on Togginet, Para-X Radio, The Ghost Channel, and even on something called a podcast. Two splendid chaps host it. One is an American who calls himself New England's own Van Helsing although I have discovered his real name is Ron Kolek. 
The other is Stephen Parsons, and he's a paranormal scientist. Well, Mustache, I'm required elsewhere on something called a K2. But don't forget, I'll be listening in every Tuesday from 8 o'clock in Great Britain and 3 o'clock on the American Eastern Seaboard. I trust you will join me there. And welcome back to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ron and Ann. And our special guest this evening, Heather Madison from Greystone Manor in New York. And I have to ask, Heather, are you related to Cynthia Madison? I nope. Nope, nothing nope. I know of. Same name, different. She's a lovely lady. We met at Spirit Quest a few years back, and I didn't know if you were related because you have the same last name. Oh, like that's mm-hmm. really. There's people that have the same last name. There's millions of people that have the same last name. Look up Smith. Well, <laughs> yeah, but you never know. Well, the, that's right. The Scottish stuff, all the medicines are related. They all can trace themselves back to the first Vikings and all that stuff. So yeah, we can all trace. We can all trace ourselves back to Africa. So what difference right. does it make? <laughs> well, going, you yeah. know, Ron, if we had someone on the. Cr- for, uh, the show with the last name of Kolek, I would certainly ask if they were related to you. There's tons so, of Kolek's, by the you way. You never know. I tons. just wanted to ask. Tons. I also want to ask if the sign, the Greystone Manor sign, is that a headboard? Yes, it is. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's awesome. We, we had the footboard, and uh-huh. uh, I wanted to originally make a bed of flowers. In between it, like do like a three foot bed. Do you know they okay. make it like a bed? Yeah. But yeah, yeah I got vetoed on that. Oh, uh, it's <laughs> a really cool too, too idea, much. though. The one thing that intrigues yeah. me, though, is the photograph of the grounds, and it, it appears, and and I can't quite make it out, so I'm not sure. It almost looks like it's a graveyard. Is there a graveyard on the grounds? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there is in the back. Mm-hmm. There's a small, a small graveyard back there. There's F- family plot. We're not sure. There's a couple different. We we don't really know what's going on with all that. We we know that the um, now the previous owners to us, they they were the ones who came in and and uh, sort of started to rehabilitate the house a little bit and rehab it and huh. and rebuild it and everything. And when they bought the house, they said that there were all these gravestones by. There's like a big white birch tree, big dead tree that's out there, and they said there were gravestones there. And the previous owner's daughter and fiance stayed with us for a weekend last summer, and um, they were showing us where everything was back there. And we can't oh, cool. find the. She said there were a bunch that were laying down flat that had writing on them, and we couldn't find them. She's like, they should be here. I don't know the bank. I don't know if they would move them to try and sell the oh. house. I have no idea. But then <gasps> further back, it was all overgrown in this area where where the big tall um, black walnut trees are. Mm-hmm. And uh, she said in this. It was like all this overgrowth because it, it had been sitting so long. She said there's tombstones in there, and she pointed to this one area. So after she left, my husband and I went back there and started just ripping out vines. It looked like Sleeping Beauty's castle. It was covered in vines, everything, <laughs> like thick, oh, weird wow. vines, and then trees. So we took about 10 trees out of there, started cutting everything back, and we started finding tombstones in there. Oh. So we don't know if they're uh, family members or racehorses or pets we, you know we don't know because it was a big 
racetrack. Oh. But we definitely know there were people there, at least family. You know, there would have been some members of family. Um, there's an odd story about that, too, which, which, um, well, the previous owners, when they were going through and clearing their the cemetery um, plots that they were talking about that they told us about, there was one mm-hmm. that said Our Ben, one tombstone, mm-hmm. and she liked the tombstone so much she dug it up and put it in the house as decoration. Oh. Oh. Yeah, uh-huh. and then all hell broke loose in here. There yeah. I bet. They didn't scratch. They had black shadow masses, um, just all sorts of crazy stuff. And, uh, I mean, she thought it was a, a pet or racehorse or whatever. She wasn't sure what the tombstone was, but I don't, they loved it enough to make a tombstone for it, so it must have been uh-huh. important. But anywho, so I'm like, well, we didn't see that out there. You know, when I was talking on the phone about it, she's like, oh, I'll send you a picture of it. I have it on my back porch here in Virginia. Oh, <laughs> Oh my like, gosh. Why, why why would you move a giant tombstone? So weird. But anywho, so terrible. I compared that tombstone to the family plot of the people who originally built the house. It's not even a mile here where they're buried and um it's the same um same shape tombstone and the same writing and everything, so it's definitely a family member. And the, the Victorians used to do that. If you go into Victorian cemetery plots it'll say like our Johnny or our Ben, when a child didn't live to be a certain age, when they died, probably under five. So Anne is I mean, an expert on tombstones. Yeah, Anne is an expert on tombstones. She uh, she has cemetery tripping page. There isn't a cemetery that she doesn't stop and take photographs. <laughs> mm-hmm. If I can, yeah. that's terrible. That's really, really awful. I mean, she should. Isn't that crazy? She yeah. should give you back that stone. I well, I wanted to replicate it, but um, but my guides are like, it's not the same thing. You know, they were like, it's not the same. I'm like, okay. <laughs> mm. Yeah. I know, okay. right? Isn't it crazy? I would Honestly. never, ever. It's so, it's, it's disrespectful. It belongs, it, it belongs in that cemetery. It belongs it where it be belongs. On, yeah, it shouldn't be on someone's back porch as decoration. It's just... Mm. My personal feeling but anyways i think it's very cool yeah. you have a cemetery your own cemetery <laughs> it's really right. neat right i mean it's definitely something back there i mean they uh we know that the area was a big ancient indian burial ground also um mm-hmm. gasport new york the reason it's called gasport new york is because the um um the shores of the creeks used to have little blue flames the ground was all on fire. It was like natural right. gas lines oh, through here. Wow. And, okay. Yeah, and, and the Native Americans back in the day, what, thousands of years ago, hundreds of years ago, they, um, it was like sacred ground. They buried everybody here. And, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, and then they put the canal. This house is considered an Erie Canal house. We're right on the canal. And oh. when they started digging the canal out, they were finding bodies. And then I have newspaper clippings from the 1850s. Um, they widened the canal right near our house, not even a quarter mile from our house. You can sort of see the bridge from our house. They put mm-hmm. a footer in. They like, widened the canal at one point, and they found 20 bodies just in this one area. They were digging, oh, lovely. Like, I don't know, 30 feet by 30 feet. Mm-hmm. So, And then a farmer was digging, uh, pulling out peach trees as a fruit orchard. Again, it's about, I don't know, not even a mile from us. And he was pulling out peach trees in 1908, I think it was, with a tractor, and as he pulled the the roots up of the trees, there are all these bodies in the roots of the trees. Oh. So they're just, it's the whole area. Yeah, it was a big Native American thing. But we catch chanting and 
drumming on EVPs back there, and you just feel like there's like thousands of people back there watching you. Like I've wow. never, I've never been. I mean, I live in the country in, in Atlanta or in Georgia there, but I never had that feeling when you're outside. I never had a feeling of you feel like you're being crowded, like people are like gathering around you. And we've mm-hmm. caught it on film. It's online. You can see uh, some footage of um, one of our investigators was filming, and you see these white mist things just circling her. Oh. And it's like solid. It's not. It's not a breath. It's not cigarette smoke. It, it's like there's solid masses of white stuff that's just it's circling her. Oh, yeah. So she goodness. thought that it's, it's crazy. Just it just feels very very strange. I won't go back there okay. at night. Not in the dark. Nope. Nope. <laughs> so uh, you opened the house to paranormal investigations, and uh, how how does that work? Um, you can either do, if you want to do a private investigation, you just go on the website and contact us. But we do um, we do groups of up to ten people, mm-hmm. and it's like three hundred dollars for like a, a normal four hour tour from like seven to eleven at night. You know. Or so when you say a normal tour is it is it really investigating or is it just a tour no it's an investigation you come in normally paranormal groups want to book those private ones where they have their own equipment but if you want to do a private one you can book it and we we can bring our own we have equipment too you know we can have my investigators join you and help out you know do Mm -hmm. an investigation but normally you know you know groups will want to come in and put their own cameras up and and film and investigate and that kind of thing of course but you have yeah, access to the house and all the grounds and everything. Oh, that's pretty cool. You know. That's that's very reasonable too. Now, uh, you have a paranormal group. How, how did you get involved in in paranormal investigating? And and how uh, when did that start? I probably would say about about eight or nine years ago. Now, I think we were. I, I was psychic medium. I was doing readings for a while, and um, friends of my sisters actually were really really into the paranormal investigating and they were saying and i had never done investigations before you know anything like that but they wanted mm-hmm. to, wanted me to go with them to to do a couple of local places here and see what i would pick up just as a psychic you know what would i pick up in a haunted place and i'm like you know i never really did that before i mean i know just from my whole life you know you i'm sensitive to areas and places you know i can tell you what i'm picking up and um so yeah so i started doing that with them and it was pretty fascinating. The first couple of places we went to it was pretty much off the charts. We we're getting all sorts of responses. I mean, I use pendulums. I have a it's called a communicate board, so I can sort of ask questions and get answers. But I, they, I'm an auto, um, automatic writer, so I channel. So they write through me oh, yeah. too. Yep. And then you know, like I'll even say, um, tell you what I'm picking up. Like I see something, or I'm sensing something in the corner. We'll put the K2s over there. We'll put equipment over there, and sure enough, we'll catch orbs and we'll catch things. We'll get responses in those areas. So, yeah, I just sort of brought in through friends. Wanted me to check it out. Like it. The Elemental Paranormal Group? Is that, yeah. That's your name, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. I love it. That's great. Yeah, but <laughs> Elemental, which is, like little people. Which is odd, <laughs> which is odd because, which, what, well, see, I don't believe in coincidences. I just don't. <laughs> There's just no such. It's just weird. The whole everything about this house is weird. It's daily weird things going on. But <laughs> they, that's what one of the psychics kept saying was that there's elementals here. You know, there's dark entity, older entities, like not human. And I said, well, a lot of it's probably attached to the Native American stuff because they would have had, if it's sacred grounds. You know what I mean? You're talking about 
older entities anyway, mm-hmm. you know, or protective energies, whatever's going on back there. Mm-hmm. And um, we had a couple of paranormal teams in, this is about maybe four months ago, we had a, a team in, and uh, they had their psychic with them. She was an older woman. Took a, like, they, they do a little history tour of the house, tell you what, when it was built and everything, and then walk you through the house and then let you sort of go. You can investigate what you want or, you know, you can investigate with us. And I was with this woman, and we were up in the hallway upstairs. It's like a, I call it the Scooby-Doo hallway. It's a long hallway with doors all <laughs> off of it. And we were at the far end of it and heading back towards the spiral staircase to come down, and she stopped in her tracks and said, oh, wow, I can't go down there. She's going, I don't want to go down to that end of the hallway. And I'm like, why? She goes, well, there's a big sh- uh, black shadow person or standing in the hallway. It's like as big as the hallway, but it's black. It's got like red eyes. I can see through the back of its head looking into the red room, and I'm trying mm-hmm. to communicate with it telepathically, and it's sort of barely moving its head and answering me. She's going, this, but it's really, I get it, not human. She's going, I think it's been here before the house is here. She's going, it definitely predates the house, and... It's, it's, you know, she was freaking out about it a little bit. Mm. So I told her, okay, I'll take you through, I'll take you down the, the, um, servant staircase and we'll just go downstairs that way. She's got, okay. And I, and I sort of forgot about it because it was like a busy group of people. We were doing all sorts of things. And then, um, two weeks later, another paranormal group came in who, they didn't know each other, a separate group. And they had, um, this couple, they had their 13 year old daughter with them who was highly psychic, very sensitive and did the whole thing, walked them through the house. We go to the end of the hallway. And she stops, turns around to come down the hallway, and she goes, oh, wow, I can't go down there. And I'm like, oh, no. And then I remembered the lady saying that, and I said, why? And she goes, there's a big black shadow thing. She's coming oh like it's standing at the end of word for word. She described this thing, word for word. I'm like, what the hell? Because I'm really? their audience. They show me what they want to show me type of thing. I hear them. And, um, uh-huh. But anyway, so I, I'm like, okay. She's like, no, it's making me really nervous. I'm trying to communicate with it. So, so it freaked me out. So we, I took her down the back staircase. I'm like, okay. The next <laughs> night I put security cameras up there, you know, night vision cameras in that part of the hallway because I'm like, what the hell's going on up here? I just want to see because we're not in that part of the hallway. That's the B&B side. You know, mm-hmm. we, we stay in the back part of the house. Now. So I'm filming in that part of the house, and um, I'm getting alerts that there's motion in the hallway there. This is the, the following night, and I'm like, oh, it's probably the cats walking in the hallway or whatever. And I checked, nothing's going on, and all of a sudden I look, and there's this, ball of light coming up the hallway, blinking, like a heartbeat. It's like bink, bink, right? Blinking, oh. coming up the hallway, and then it goes out the window. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and I heard footsteps. That was the weird part. It sounded like creaking of the stairs, and I, I thought for sure it was the cats or something. I'm like, what is all that noise? But um, And then the next night, again, I get alerts that there's motion up there, and and then it comes up the hallway and it goes down the stairs. And those are posted on our, or I think it should be on the on the website and it's on our youtube page too but i put those two clips on there because it was so insane i'm like what is that so something but then we had an investigation halloween night we were using the sls camera you know what that is right Mm -hmm. the sls camera with the connection right and and we're aiming in that part of the hallway we're filming down there and sure enough this large um he uh, one of our investigators called us nathan he called me over and he's like look 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 there's a huge figure mapping in right at the top of the staircase, right at the end of the hallway. It's about wow. two feet taller than the people, than the people, than the humans standing around him. Oh. It's like two feet taller. And I'm like, he's like, I think I caught your guy. <laughs> gonna Holy crap. Being. And I'm like, what the hell? So, I mean, for me, I don't, all right, you know, angels for me as a psychic and what, what they tell me, my guides and everything is angels are, 
they're bigger than humans. They're they're there's the military. They're strong. They're not like people ha- draw pictures of, you know, where they're like cute little angels. They're, mm-hmm. they're badasses. Mm-hmm. They're the military. Yeah, and, um, right. They are. They are. They're very, you got very that strong. Right, yeah. And they're they're larger than humans because their energy their energy level is bigger than humans' energy. The energy um, ball of energy where you see orbs and things like that. For human is like they say like a you know baseball size and a. Angels is going to be much bigger, like a basketball, and then further uh-huh. on, like the gods and things like that are going to be bigger. So you mm-hmm. get different energy levels, you know. But uh, yeah, so that was pretty crazy. So we caught a picture of that. So we just posted that online, uh, which is well, I'll just wild. I'll just let the guests deal with that on the B and B side. <laughs> <laughs> we so have people. Funny. Well, you know what's funny is people bring gifts for the spirits here. They bring really? like whiskey, and they bring. Someone bought a little horse statue for the for Curtis Root's room, the room he died in. Um, uh-huh. He was a horse trainer and breeder and all that. But it's funny because they're like, we brought him something, so he won't bother us while we're sleeping in here. <laughs> I'm like, okay, that's a good idea. <laughs> okay. There you go. So but, you know, uh, a lot of B and B, especially those who open up to investigating, uh, don't allow Ouija boards in. What's your policy? Well, we know that they had somebody, well, you know, all right, this is sort of weird. We, the first day I looked at this, oh, the first day I got into the house, basically, the woman spirit here told me that someone had used Ouija boards here and opened up a vortex room upstairs. And there's like a crossing point up there. And, uh, and I'm like, the house is completely empty. I'm like, how would I ever prove that? Mm-hmm. Um and then they were. Then I was told by some local historians that the original family here did uh, Victorian seances in the dining right. room. They were very big into the occult. In the 1860s, like everybody was parlor games are very wealthy. That's what they all did. Oh, sure. I'm like, okay, that's cool. But then the Ouija board thing. I'm like, well, I mean, I'm I'm not against Ouija boards unless you know how to open them and close them properly. Like you have to properly close them when you're done. But anyway, so I, I kept saying, you know, even to my guides, I'm like, how am I going to prove there was a Ouija board here? And sure enough, like the next day, this woman shows up on my porch with a photo album. She goes, hey, um, <laughs> back in the day, in the 1980s, there was Mina, the lady who lived here, went blind and all that, the lady who was here by herself. When her family was here, she goes, we we uh, found out through church that she was living here by herself, so we came, uh, we would come to the house and bring her food, but she was sort of had dementia, the stuff was going on with her, and she was, she was blind, so... Um, mm-hmm. She didn't trust us. She was like, we would knock on the door. She had a varmint gun next to the door, the kitchen. She'd stick the barrel out of the gun and get lost. You know? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it. Went on for about a month of that, and they're finally like, trying to earn her trust, you know. And they finally mm-hmm. got into the house, talked to her. Then they befriended her. And um, and she was only living in two rooms in the house. She had it all shut off. All the big mm-hmm. pocket doors were closed and locked, so you couldn't go. Because she said the man upstairs used to bother her. She said there were mm-hmm. people upstairs who used to try and get down here and get her and stuff and she had a refrigerator pushed up against the servant's staircase so you couldn't go up there or oh down. So really? Come down. Yeah, oh yeah. It was it was bad. So the the mom, the the people who came to take care of her, the neighbors, she snuck upstairs and started taking pictures of the rooms. So I have pictures of what it looked like when she lived here and it was like the ceilings are all falling in, like it was a mess up there. Bad. Oh. And um so anyway, going through this photo album, she wouldn't let me keep the photo album, but I was taking pictures of pictures. And one of the mm-hmm. pictures, I stopped dead in my tracks because sure enough, in the green room, right in the front of it is a Ouija board sitting on a table. Uh, and it's from, I found it online, it's from like 1942. And uh, I'm like, all right, that's the one they were talking about. 
And so this Ouija board had sat up there all these years. She was afraid to go upstairs. She wouldn't go up there for over 40 years. Um, uh. so there's a lot of weird stuff going on. But, no, I'm I'm fine with it as long as, you know, you're respectful of it and you know how to open it properly and close it properly, you know. Right. Okay, so we are running out of time, and one thing I also wanted to mention is that you've written a couple of books. Uh, you want to tell us a little bit about the books you've written? Yep, I'm a I'm an automatic writer, I'm a channeler, so, um, and that's how I do readings for people too. I'll have your spirit guides step through, and then they write information about you, you know, what's going on, past lives with you, and everything oh, like cool. that. So, yeah, so the books I've written, I you know, would just ask questions about all sorts of things, like, you know, what is reincarnation about? What are angels? What are, you know, all sorts of, all different topics, you know, as far as psychic gifts and all different things. Um, So they would write. They would just answer me. And so I put Mm -hmm. it all into a book form. And the first book, they're called Letters to Olivia, if you can hear what I hear. Um, That one's all about, you know, messages I received, as far as being a psychic, the way I receive messages and messages they wanted, things they wanted to talk to me about and explain about how past lives work, how reincarnation works, what happens when you die, where you go, all sorts of things. And then the second book, I put it out to people. I said, you know, if there's any questions you want me to ask on anything, paranormal, psychic, or whatever, um, send me your questions and I'll ask. And then that's what the second book is. And the second book is more universal. It's all different topics. They even asked, asked about, like, crop circles, aliens, Loch Monster, just to see what they'd say, you know, it was crazy. And I asked about Lizzie Borden House, so we went to Lizzie Borden House, and uh, and what's even weirder, you know, they were giving me all these, you know, examples of what would happen, telling me all these things, and um, then it comes to find out that, yeah, some of this stuff is true, we found it in the court records. And um, same with Jack the Ripper. A good friend of mine is a Jack the Ripper expert. He wrote four books on the subject. He's like an <laughs> expert. He asked me, what do you think? who do you think Jack Harper was? And I said, oh, I'll ask him. And they gave me all this info, and he went and found it. He's like, you're right like right on the money. He said, it's really spooky. He's like, I've been digging up all this information that pretty much ties into the person I found that he thinks did it. And, but anyway, just weird stuff. So that second book is Letters to Olivia, Past, Present, Future Days, and that one's more all different sorts of topics. Hmm. Yeah. And then That's I'm writing different. a third book now on the history of the house and all the stuff that went on here and different experiences and yeah, oh, I bet that's really going to be a really interesting book because just just looking at the at your website and seeing, you know, descriptions of the different people who lived and died there it sounds very very interesting. Yeah, they're characters. Got, <laughs> they were fun. <laughs> You've got to let us know when it comes out. Post on our page. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. I will. Yeah. 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 Now you also uh, do classes at the house, and and where do you hold the classes? I hold those in uh, the dining room. I'll have classes in there. I teach classes in pendulums. Um, mm-hmm. So I teach you how to use, and I give you like a communicate board with it, which is, it does have numbers and letters and everything, but then it has keywords. But I teach you how to divine. I'll give you pendulums that are um, chakra pendulums. So I teach you how to do poison scans and Reiki healing with that mm-hmm. and do medical diagnosis. You can actually heal animals with the pendulums too. But um mm-hmm. You, you can't say that. You can't say that in Massachusetts, by the way. What? <laughs> what? You can't say what that can? you can diagnose uh, in Massachusetts. Oh, spiritually. Well, you can't diagnose. <laughs> you can pinpoint where there's trouble areas. Basically, I should put it that way. Yeah. It'll yes, it'll it'll yeah, circle yeah. over areas that are that are tricky. Yeah. 
Oh, not mm-hmm. medical diagnosis. That's not probably the right thing. Yeah, medical intuitives <laughs> have a little bit of problem in here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyways, you also do tea reading, which is is kind of cool. I always like tea readings. Uh, we have a good friend, Roxy Zwicker. In fact, she's my co-host in the morning edition, and uh, she does tea readings and all. And I always find that fascinating. How would you learn that? Uh, my grandmother used to do tea leaf readings for us when we were growing up. When we were little, she would always do that, you know. She, it was funny, you know. As a kid, just sort of grow up with that being like a normal thing. Because um, mm-hmm. my tea leaf readings too, I do like a combination. I'll do like almost like a mini reading. I do um, Oracle Earth Magic cards too, which I also teach classes in. But they're all elements and things like that and seasons. So you can do all sorts of um, oh, as far as uh, future reads, things like that. Ask questions. But for the tea leaf reading. You know, I sort of do the cards, but then I do a combination with the tea leaf also. Let's see if it sort of matches up with what I'm getting in the cards. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of like a combo. But right. I do like a traditional 12 months. So when you're doing the tea leaf, you know, when you're looking at it, it gives you the timeline and then going into the future. Yep. Uh, that's cool. That's very mm. cool. Neat. And do you do uh, readings by phone or is it just strictly in, in, in uh, person? Nope. I do readings by phone. The only thing I okay. ask is people to just to send a photo and uh, their first name. That's it. And, and then, um, you know, I'll get a hold of you. Because I, I like to, what I do is I take notes on you ahead of time. You know, so I'll take notes as I'm getting them. Because if I'm doing mm-hmm. a couple different people's readings, I want to make sure it goes to the right person. Because if oh, I'm doing like okay. three readings, I'll start getting messages and I want to make sure I'm focusing on the right person or that it's going to the right people. Right. So, the so that was the doorbell, which means pizza from the dead is here, and we've got to end the show. So we want to uh, thank you very much, Heather, for joining us. Uh, and if once again, what is the best way to reach you? I'd say go to the website, www.graystonemanor.com, G-R-A-E-S-T-O-N-E. All the contact info is on there, or you could just call 716-481-6097. You can also text that number. We'll get messages that way, too. Oh. Awesome. And uh, thank you so much for joining us uh, today. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for having me on. Oh, it's, it's been great. I'm going to, if I'm ever in that area, I'm get, definitely going to come by. Going to do it. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Go check it out. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a cool All part right. of the country. Yes. Anyways, today's show was brought to you by Circles of Wisdom, 386 Merrimack Street in Methuen, Massachusetts. And, of course, the Gallant Messier Family Law Group, Focus, Compassionate, and Strong, on 4 High Street, Suite 155, North Andover, Massachusetts. And I also want to mention, don't forget, we have that uh, Connecting with Spirit uh, table tipping uh event coming up on November 21st up at uh, BZ Estate. Uh, Maureen and myself, and I believe Leslie will be there as well. You can get uh, all the information for that on our website, which is inegosproject.com, the letter N, the letter E, ghostproject.com, or on uh, Circles of Wisdom uh, uh, as well. So, um, Heather, thank you so much for joining us, and you have a great day. Great. Thank you. Thanks. Good night. Good night. God bless everyone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
from goalies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord.